The RMS Titanic sank in the North Atlantic Ocean April 2nd, 1912, right here in Oceanic, Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive, you're listening to... <laughs> I messed wow. that up real bad. Uh, live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You're listening to Springfield Mo America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. My name's Andy Carr. And my name's Dan Howell. And frankly, I'm not resting right now, Andy. <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> Do you know why? Why not? <laughs> Because I won't rest until we try all 350? Or did Ish. we decide on 300? Eh, 300, whatever. You know. There's always ones opening and closing. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> 300? 350? <laughs> yeah. Yes, favorite? 350. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> my number of uh, default degrees on an oven. Wow. <laughs> also. <laughs> really off the rails right at yeah. the start here. <laughs> uh, speaking of the premise of our show, we have with us today the person who invented it. Wow. Hello, Claire. Hi. <laughs> Please introduce yourself. You are giving me way too much credit here. Uh. Um, I'm Claire Porter. I am the managing editor at 417 Magazine. And that's pretty much it. We're very happy to have you here. You did give our show a premise. <laughs> it didn't have one. We were just talking about restaurants. And then your article said we were trying to try every restaurant. Oh, okay. And now we are. Yeah. I gave you a mission is what you told yeah, me. Yeah, for okay, sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, a mission kind of like a, who's the guy that has to push the boulder up the hill and it's Sisyphus? constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like a yeah. Sisyphean mm-hmm, mission. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you for being here, Claire. Very excited to have you. You picked the restaurant we're going to do today. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a little bit. First, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. Oh, wow. Uh, we're doing a food drive in coordination with Bookmarks uh, this month. So Drop by Bookmarks is going to be a bin with our faces on it, which is pretty weird, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, that's going to be there. Uh, just leave some non-perishable food in that bin, and it will be collected at the end of the month. You know what else has happened towards the end of the month, Dan? Um, I believe we have a live show right around September 25th at that's... the very Bookmarks location that that bin is at. That's right. Because we've been doing this for a year. Oh, wow. A year. Ooh. I think we're probably coming right up on the date of that, uh, you know, the text that started it all. The text I sent you that said... Oh, the catalyst <laughs> yeah. to the uh, to the whole thing. Right. The text that said, let's do a Doughboy's ripoff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, also, we are drinking coffee provided to us by Boozer's Roastery Fresh Roasted Coffee. One of our listeners named Daniel Boozer. Spring Food Mo super fan. Yeah, pretty loyal super listener. super fan status. From uh, early on. <laughs> He sent us an email that said this. I used to roast and sell coffee at the farmer's market back in 2016, but got too busy with family to keep up. Nowadays, I pretty much just roast for several people that really enjoy it. I roast in a propane barbecue grill that I converted into a 10-pound coffee roaster. I'm going to pause here and say that that rules. <laughs> That's <laughs> so cool. Uh, back to the letter. I started home roasting as a hobby around 2009 to save money once the redacted brand coffee I was buying climbed to over $16 a pound. Ooh. I redacted the the brand. I'll tell you all off mic. I found that I could get the same quality of coffee for much less, and it only takes about 12 minutes to roast it. (laughs) So thank you, Daniel. He gave us both uh, dark roast and medium roast, which we are sipping at this moment. Not mixed together, Daniel. We (laughs) wouldn't do that. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Just for context, these were French pressed and then put into containers, a carafe, and a thermos. Pretty tasty stuff, and then Daniel. microwaved. <laughs> yeah, to, <laughs> no, to really get all that flavor Absolutely out. Absolutely <laughs> not. Somebody uh, named Dan was a few minutes late. Maybe no, you were on time, and Claire was early. He and was Claire, one minute late. Listen, Claire so. watched me make the mm-hmm. coffee. 
because she arrived <laughs> punctually. Wow. <laughs> I was prepared to be very late, and then I found out that Andy and I are near neighbors. So You live uh, close to the Hammonds Tower? You live close to the Hammonds Tower. I live tower. in <laughs> the Hammonds Tower. I didn't really want to tell yeah. you that. But. Claire's on the third floor. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long elevator ride. My question for Mr. Boozer here is, were the coffee beans a family tradition when they came to Ellis Island? How did they record <laughs> this on the ledger? Claire That's is referring to the very cool logo on the bag, the double O in Boozer. Uh, it's coffee beans. It's two <laughs> coffee beans. And I think Claire is misunderstanding. I'm pretty sure this is an affectation just for the back. Oh, Claire. shoot. Okay. <laughs> uh, any relation to Carlos Boozer, the NBA player, I wonder? Uh, yeah, they're step cousins. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I asked him about that already because I love the NBA. Can I um, give a coffee confession here? Please. Guys, um, I don't drink coffee. Oh, wow. Um, ever. I just I wake up in the morning out of pure spite. And <laughs> so... You know, I'm sipping this. It's great, but I'm going to get real jittery in like 12 oh, oh, minutes. Good. So okay. this is going to go off the rails <laughs> pretty <laughs> quickly. So I hope you're ready I'm that. sorry you are somehow under the impression that there are rails <laughs> here. <laughs> we are going to be giving away some bags of Boozer's Roastery Fresh Roasted Coffee at our show. There's going to be some crowd participation, maybe wow. a little game or something at the show. So if you want to come win some of Daniel's coffee... Come to the show. Sounds or like fun. If you want to see us, be thoroughly embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> for at least an hour, <laughs> September 25th. All right, Claire. Yes. Again, we're happy you're here. I don't know how many times I need to reiterate that, but uh, why don't you tell us about uh, your job? So I work at 417 Magazine, where I am the managing editor. I'm also in charge of our food coverage there. So yeah, I get to eat at a lot of restaurants, eat a lot of food make a lot of food, mm. think about food. And then I also copy edit. So think about commas as oh. well as <laughs> soup. So, you know. I got to say, I kind of like thinking <laughs> about commas. sounds like <laughs> Andy, actually, <laughs> thinking about food a and great commas. Job. <laughs> <laughs> I will agonize over proper semicolon use. <laughs> <laughs> it was very nerve-wracking because I know you have an English background and I was very nervous emailing because I was like, I am punctuating this like... Somebody who does not follow rules. Uh, so that's very right. funny because I was doing the same thing okay. because you are a professional <laughs> editor. <laughs> you may remember when I sent an email that followed up correcting a typo. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Because I, didn't I am notice the typo. a perfectionist. I have backspaced every semicolon I have ever used. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always throw them in there and then decide immediately, you know what? Not confident <laughs> enough. Not confident enough to use this. So here's the thing. Once I like graduated with an English degree, I suddenly just stopped doing that seriously. Like mm -hmm. I would send text with no punctuation, no capitals oh, yeah. and everything. And just I relish it. Like mm -hmm. I love that I know <laughs> the rules and I can just break them with impunity. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh seems like the phrase ignorance is bliss would apply here. Yeah. <laughs> you feeling pretty blissful, Dan? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for writing about our podcast. Oh, yes. And I'm so sorry you had to listen to it. Truly <laughs> one of the <laughs> kindest things anyone's ever oh, done. Oh, yeah, for it was us. great. Yes. We, I still feel bad that we sort of made fun of you. <laughs> we didn't really. I mean, but, uh, I make fun of me. So sure. I if you'd join. like to make fun of us here right now, <laughs> feel free. Yeah. No, we no. deserve it and <laughs> invite it. I listen to you guys while I bake. I'm a procrastinator, oh. meaning it's twofold. I 
procrastinate by baking. I also don't really sleep. So I oh. like it's usually like two or three in the morning and yeah. I need something to do. Oh um, so I'll just like listen to your podcast while I'm baking. So some things honestly just go in one ear and out the other. You could <laughs> you could trash talk me all day and oh. I really wouldn't notice. Fun fact, a lot of people heard that one. That's our most popular episode. Really? Cashew Station. Hmm. Weirdly. Anyway, we should probably get into <laughs> our review for the day because it's been Almost 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for After the Review because we are going to have an interview with a, a, an entrepreneur in town. He's, he started a new food truck, wanted to come in and tell us about it. Wow. So look mm. forward to that. Yeah. But you got to listen to a lot of blather about <laughs> Italian food first. <laughs> so Claire chose, she gave us a list and we sort of narrowed it down to Queen City Deli. Mm-hmm. So let's learn a little bit about that. There's a neighborhood in St. Louis, Missouri, just west of the city's center called The Hill, a district that attracted an influx of Italian immigrants all the way back in the 1830s, people seeking work in newly established clay mines. For nearly two centuries now, The Hill has remained a haven for people of Italian descent. On the 2010 census, about 75% of The Hill's residents claimed Italian heritage. Legendary Cardinals broadcaster Jack Buck grew up there, as did Yogi Berra. No, Dan, not the cartoon bear who loves picnic baskets and had a little friend named Boo Boo. Yogi Berra, the famous baseball player. Anyway, as you might expect, the food served in the hill is a real home run. There are dozens of Italian restaurants in the neighborhood, many of which with family recipes dating back almost 200 years. And fortunately for us, one blessed soul made it his mission to bring some of those recipes down to Springfield. Jay Perino, that's the letter J with a period, or the name J-J-A-Y, which is short for Jasper, migrated as a child with his family from Sicily to Missouri in 1956. He was two years old at the time. Perino spent his childhood living in the hill. He started working for Italian restaurants in the neighborhood at age 13 and eventually spent 10 years managing one before moving down to the Ozarks where, on May 13th of 1983, Perino partnered with friend and business associate Bob Eichemeyer to open his own restaurant for the first time in the Galleria Center on East Battlefield. Jay Perino called the place Jay Perino's Pasta and Bar. The authentic Italian eatery was only the second one in Springfield, and it was an immediate success. So much so that in 1987, Perino opened a second location inside the Hers building downtown on the square. This was just the beginning of Jay Perino's domination of the Springfield Italian food market. In fact, I think from here on out, we should call him the Italian Emperor of the Ozarks. No, we, we shouldn't? All right. The original Jay Perino's Pasta and Bar locations were fairly upscale, the kind of places you'd take someone to impress them, like a date or a potential client. Or if you're like Dan and me, you go alone to impress yourself. However, perhaps Perino remembered the true history of Italian food as a more egalitarian cuisine, affordable for the masses, because in 1990, Perino and his business partner opened Pasta Express, which they originally conceived of as a pared-down fast food version of Jay Perino's with the intent to franchise as far and as wide as possible. 
The franchising fee was a relatively low $20,000, and the venture had some success expanding regionally, adding several locations in the 90s and 2000s, but today there are only three remaining Pasta Expresses, all of which are here in town. Jay Perino's Pasta and Bar held strong through the first half of the 90s, though the closure of the HERS building forced the downtown location to close along with it at the end of 1994. That same year, Perino and Eichemeyer had opened Metropolitan Grill, a fine dining establishment also on East Battlefield, which was eventually sold to fellow restaurateur Pat Duran. In 1995, Perino and Eichemeyer opened a California-style pizzeria called Marketplace Cafe, which lasted four years or so at 307 South National. That building just north of Walnut that's housed Garbo's, Wing Shack, Enox, and several more bygone restaurants over the years. the year 2000, Jay Perino sold the original Jay Perino's Pasta and Bar to one of his longtime servers, a man named Kenneth Rigby. In 2006, Perino opened the Tuscan Grill on West Sunshine. A few years later, in a bizarre coincidence that's probably not actually a coincidence, the Tuscan Grill and the original Jay Perino's both closed on the same day, June 30th, 2010. Kenneth Rigby cited economic reasons for closing Jay Perino's while Perino, the man, sold the Tuscan Grill and everything in it to fellow restaurateur Nicola Gilardi, who reopened the spot a few months later as Nicola's, which is still running today. Here's a quick, fun side fact. I think it's fun anyway. During this period, Jay Perino hosted a cooking show on the now off-the-air local TV channel My31. I tried to find footage from it, but I couldn't. Sorry. There's a place out on the edge of town, sir. Jay Perino took a few years off after giving up the Tuscan Grill, but he staged a grand comeback in November of 2011, opening Jay Perino's Queen City Deli on East Sunshine, an establishment he describes as an authentic St. Louis-style Italian deli. However, the Queen City Deli menu suggests that it might be even more than that, combining trademark soups, salads, and pastas from previous Perino restaurants, along with some surprises as well, like classic New York-style deli options and Chicago-style hot beef. People around town seem to agree that Queen City Deli lives up to the erstwhile Perino's eateries. Perhaps it even lives up to those legendary restaurants back where Jasper J. Perino grew up. In St. Louis, Missouri, on the hill. The man on the hill. And take me and we so I had been to Queen City Deli, I think, one time whenever I used to work near there. Do you guys have any personal history beyond that? Claire, you probably do. You chose the place. <laughs> well, uh, why don't I've, you tell us about your personal history with it? I've eaten there a lot. <laughs> Not a lot, a lot. I haven't lived here a super long time, but I'm from St. Louis myself. I have family who live on the hill. Sure. So I've eaten on the hill my entire life. And when I moved down here to Springfield, 
I was really homesick and I was looking for a good Italian sandwich. So I started looking around, trying every sandwich I could. I have very strong sandwich opinions <laughs> and went to Jay Perino's one day and I was like, this is what I needed. And so, yeah, I go there when I'm like feeling really homesick. So mm. that's why it was kind of calling my name when we were trying to pick a spot. Sure. That's perhaps the sweetest backstory we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been, never been to never been, oh. never been to any of those restaurants except for Pasta Express. Uh, the memories of which are not great. I, I just remember being fine. You big Pasta Express fan, Dan? Oh <laughs> boy. Um, I would say I dislike Pasta <laughs> Express, and I think that's all I'll say about it. Uh, had you have you ever visited hang the on, Hill? Hang on. Thanks for Pasta Expressing yourself. (laughs) 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 Worth it. I'm sure I've been on the... Yeah, I have been on the hill, but I don't think I've had any Italian restaurants there. There's some music venue that's right there that I've been to a few times. But I haven't had Italian food in St. Louis, I don't think, so I'm clearly missing out. Clearly. Oh, we we used to go all the time and get Italian food on the hill. I mean, there's like little Italian flags on the light poles and stuff. It really tells you where you're at. The uh, fire hydrants are painted like little flags, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole block. It's great up there, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to like, even like the worst spot is still like, Exactly. <laughs> really, really nice. Yeah. Oh, man. This sounds great. <laughs> what are you guys doing later? <laughs> Road trip? <laughs> yeah. So let's get into the food at Jay Perino's Queen City Deli. I will say that I did not realize this was an Italian restaurant whenever <laughs> you sent the email, but it's because I, you know, hadn't thought about the sign that has the mm-hmm. flag of Italy yeah. on it. Yes. <laughs> I just saw the word deli because we actually have another Italian place booked two weeks from now. Oh, yes. Um, you know, we usually like to switch it up, but just so listeners know, not intentional. <laughs> uh, just me being dumb. Yeah, let's get into it. I think there's only one place to start, and that's with the breadsticks. The breadsticks. <laughs> yeah. I made a bit of a, it wasn't really a fatal error. I mean, it tasted real good, but I got breadsticks, well, my first time this week. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> picked up my food to go because uh-huh. I was cat sitting because I'm a lonely woman. It's a great choice. Um, <laughs> and I brought it to the cat sitting house and I opened everything up and went straight for the breadsticks, sure. of course. And I noticed like a little white container in my <laughs> in my box. And I pulled it out thinking like, I don't know, garlic butter or something, some sort of dipping sure. sauce. So I'm dunking right away because these breadsticks, they're good, <laughs> but they're like a little dry by the time I got into the cat house. And um, yeah, that was horseradish <laughs> sauce. <laughs> I mean, I, I continued to dunk and eat because it tasted really good, but definitely was not breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll... that'll, that'll... <laughs> You know you made a mistake right away. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, really enjoyed those breadsticks. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, not the best thing there, but... Uh, they're no Olive Garden. Like, yeah. that's, you know... I think they're pretty close to that level. I think I might agree that they're not quite they Olive d- Garden level, the but... They're a little, like, chewier on the inside. Mm. Olive Garden, they just, like, melt uh-huh. when you rip them open. Let me just break this down, <laughs> as I, as I <laughs> sometimes do. They're soft sticks of buttery, salty garlic bread. <laughs> That's it. (laughs) They're awesome. Done. End of sentence. (laughs) Now, they're also good when you mix them with the salad. Anybody try a Jay Perino salad? Mm -hmm. I did. I I ordered a special one of my visits, Mm -hmm. and it came with a side salad and two of the breadsticks. Really great value. I think it was only $8.50 along with my pasta order, which we'll get into later. 
I didn't love the salad. Honestly, I kind of prefer Pasta Express's salad. Pasta Express has a salad that will like burn your teeth out. There's so much uh, like vinegar and it's just so acidic and like super packed with red onions. And I kind of love that style of salad with Italian food. Cool. I really liked the salad. The menu describes it uh, iceberg and romaine lettuce with chopped pimentos, which is a really nice touch. Pimentos instead of tomatoes. Sliced red onions, house dressing, and Parmigiano cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's lots of vinaigrette on this salad. It's heavy on the dressing, but the dressing flavor isn't too strong. You still get a bit of that like acidic tartness from the vinegar, but mostly the dressing's like rich and oily, which gives the salad that kind of slippery texture, which doesn't sound tasty (laughs) when I say it out loud, but I swear to you that it is. It's all really well balanced. The dressing doesn't drown out the fresh lettuce and pimento flavors. And on top, you also get like the saltiness and fattiness from the parmigiano cheese i'm not gonna do that again and it might get cut don't worry i'll pick up the torch (laughs) (laughs) the questionable accent torch (laughs) burning brightly today (laughs) what other sides did y'all try i had the italian potato salad sorry i forgot a joke (laughs) (laughs) gotta backpedal and hey remember those breadsticks Break off a bit of breadstick, fork it with that salad. Oh, man. Vinaigrette? More like no vinaigrettes. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure Andy's going to edit this to make it seem like he didn't have a stop to go back and do that joke. <laughs> Guess what? I did it. <laughs> you, I'm going to leave every little bit of that part in so people can know that I felt it was totally necessary to back up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, other sides. Can we recover? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Do we need to recover? <laughs> um, I also had the salad. Big fan. Honestly, I normally don't like uh, iceberg in a salad because who does? But you need that like watery crunch in there. Then I got toasted ravioli as a St. Louis and I can't not. They're fine. You know, I'm very picky about it. I like them pillowy with no edges. They just look like little puffed up gnocchi but <laughs> these ones have an edge uh very uniform i can tell they came from a supplier that's fine i have sure. no complaints about that they have beef in them which i normally like the veal mix but oh. uh, you know that's getting fancy they're totally fine i can confirm that they were in fact frozen because yeah. of a story that i will tell you very shortly i had a little <laughs> conversation oh, no. with okay. jay perino himself so I tried Italian potatoes on my first oh. trip. This time I sat down. This was the first time ever I showed up at the restaurant to get dinner. And who was in there but my buddy Dan? Yeah, I had literally oh, just pulled order. in and walked in. Yeah. It's kind of a miracle. You know, we've probably had 100 plus meals each for the show at this point, And we have never run into each other. Couple close calls. I'll see you pulling in and really just like duck my head down. <laughs> just <laughs> peel out, out of the parking there. lot. <laughs> <laughs> well... I love potatoes. They're the best vegetable. Sure. Um, I'm always up for trying a new preparation of potatoes. Saw Italian potatoes on the menu. Knew I had to try them. After I ordered, I watched the chef make them fresh, which made me even more excited. He cut up the potato, diced half a small tomato, chopped up a few long green beans right there in front of me. When they came out 15 minutes later, because it did take a very long time, uh, whatever, people have places to have their different workflows, not holding it against them. The Italian potatoes look incredible on the plate. Like, the presentation is just off the charts. Andy, I need to stop you. I'm sorry. You're talking about the Italian potato salad. Nope, just Italian potatoes. All right. 
I'm pretty sure I had the Italian potatoes, but I'll I'll get into those after after oh, you describe okay. this. Menu okay. discrepancy. Because I, I ordered both Just the Italian potato salad and the Italian potatoes. Maybe there was some sort of <laughs> really mix-up. doubled down on the potatoes. <laughs> I, I did. There was <laughs> no mayonnaise on this. There was no sort of dressing whatsoever there on isn't. this dish. There okay. isn't. Okay. okay. So I'm going to continue with my monologue. <laughs> <laughs> my soliloquy. Yeah, they look great. They All the vegetables there are fresh and shiny. They have these complementary colors and proportions. There's these large flecks of pepper. I was so excited to try them. I got my fork in there. You know how eating works. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure I had all the components for the first bite, and then I ate it, and I was shocked. <laughs> Disappointed and shocked because the potatoes were very bland, like nursing home cafeteria bland. Not salted? Not salted. Uh. It reminded me of like formal banquet food. Where the presentation is the only thing Mm -hmm. that matters. Uh, The potatoes didn't have salt or seasoning of any kind beyond those flecks of pepper, which I really couldn't taste. I don't know. Were they uh, flavorless (laughs) show peppers? I don't know. (laughs) I doused those potatoes with table salt uh, several times. And, you know, after that, they were great. Salted fresh vegetables (laughs) cut just the right size to go together perfectly. I liked Italian potatoes (laughs) after I, you know, performed some work on them. If you order them, no, you have to salt them yourself. And it's not very strong salt. It's that table salt. It's right, like the very right. mild. So you got to sure. use a lot Super of it. Super fine, oh, yeah. too, so you don't even get like a good crunch. You yeah. just really got to go for it. So mm, not too into the Italian potatoes. We had the exact same experience. We definitely had to doctor them. I feel the exact same way about them as you do. However, as I said, we ordered both the Italian potato salad and the Italian potatoes, and we received two dishes, one that you described, sort of potatoes dressed in a vinaigrette with green beans and some tomatoes. And then we also got an order of fried potatoes with onions, which I believe these are the Italian potatoes, Ah. sort of like American fries, these Italian fries. Just diced the exact same way, maybe a little smaller, but then fried with onions. Andy, these were 10 times better. Than the other you. Italian oh, potato okay. side. I, I can't definitively say which is which. I can't either. <laughs> I ordered Italian potatoes, though. So oh, Yes. I mean, I mean, just the fact that the other one has a dressing on it makes me feel like it's a potato salad. But they shouldn't even be serving that other one. I don't know why you would ever order that Claire, over. You're a hill person. <laughs> Care to weigh in? Well, you know, I really don't know neither of these. I mean... I'm a potato gal. I've eaten a lot of potatoes in my life. So like I've had plenty of the fried version, but never has either been called Italian potatoes or Italian potato salad. And you haven't had a chance to try either of these at Queen City Deli? I basically, as I mentioned in an email, there are certain things on the menu that when I have ventured out, I've been very disappointed. So I found my lane and I stayed in it. Okay, You know, you only get so many meals a week. So it's like, I really got to... We'll head down your lane in just a moment. (laughs) Do we have any other sides to talk about first? I don't think so. You know, the sandwiches don't come standard with the sides, so it makes sure that you would not, it it makes sense that you would not have tried them. I did notice, however, that they have chips there, Boulder Canyon Mm. chips, and among the flavors is the sea salt and malt vinegar. That's my absolute favorite potato chip of all time. 
that particular brand oh. and that flavor. Oh, okay. If you're looking for a potato chip with your sandwich, which we'll get into the sandwiches, I would definitely recommend that mm-hmm. it, over the Italian, whichever one had the green beans <laughs> in it. It was yeah. not good. So I did go for chips one of the times I went, um, and I got real amped because they had the sea salt and black pepper. Oh, yes. And that one's good, too. Yeah. I Those Lay's sea salt cracked black pepper chips are some of the best chips mm. on the planet. So I got really excited, got my bag, and I dove in, took a bite. And I was like, oh, no, they're a little sweet. Then I flip around the bag. There's sugar in them. Oh. That's actually the same way the sea salt and malt Mm. vinegar ones are. Mm -hmm. They're much sweeter than a typical salt and vinegar chip. They won't, like, burn a hole in your cheek Uh, or anything. But that's what I like about them. But it seems a little strange for a cracked pepper chip. I was not expecting it. So I'm just saying, if you guys aren't into sweet chips, uh, maybe stick with the classic. That would be my advice. Mm, But this is not not Jay's problem. Solid chip intel. (laughs) (laughs) They got a little market there. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they have farina, like the flour, you know, Uh which I went twice and I went once with my mom who had just come back from the hill. She brought me some salami. She brought me some cannoli. She brought me some semolina. (laughs) And then when we walked in, I was like, Mom, I forgot to ask you to get me farina. And then sure enough, there on the shelf was some farina and like pastas, all sorts of stuff. Mm. Big fan of Dennis Farina. (laughs) unfamiliar with the flower seasoned character actor based out of chicago (laughs) rest in peace r.i.p yeah (laughs) so let's move into the sandwiches i think we got several sandwiches to talk about i ordered the pastrami sandwich now i love new york style deli sandwiches the best one i've ever had was in 2006 new york city at carnegie deli and that was in fact a pastrami sandwich you called dibs on the pastrami I sandwich did. yeah and yeah yeah you did i'm gonna <laughs> like, it was like very you. early in our email chain you're like what are you ordering because i'm getting pastrami it's like, okay i'm glad that that's how my voice sounded <laughs> in your head <laughs> so i did indeed call dibs on the pastrami <laughs> Um, I was very excited to try it. First thing I noticed is how neat the sandwich looked. No ice. And I mean, that's right. That's right. Uh-huh. That's a good quality of sandwich. Had, had the maker's mark, if you will. Uh, I mean, neat as in organized. Like my Tiny. desk. Uh, pastrami can be pretty messy since it's several long, thin slices of meat folded on top of each other. This sandwich was built to be held. Uh, Ooh, oh. Just like me. Much like a tiny puppy. <laughs> we went the opposite direction there. It had two slices of some kind of white cheese on top, probably Swiss, maybe provolone, but it, it just started the melt. Still had the you know general cheese shape and hadn't quite in, hadn't quite in, hadn't quite gotten gooey. My heart sank just a little bit when I saw that because on a hot sandwich, especially hot pastrami, I want the cheese melty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The rye bread was very seedy, had a lot of texture, was firm, but not tough to bite through. The flavor was earthy, maybe a little bitter even. Uh, I would be surprised if they make their own bread at Queen City Deli because this tasted store-bought, albeit like a nicer pepperage farm bread or something like that. But it was a little dry and not dry in the week old homemade bread kind of way, dry in the preservative heavy on the shelf for two months way. Not to say it was bad. I liked the rye bread, but I'm just saying it wasn't necessarily special, (laughs) which I guess I should have just said that. (laughs) Uh, Maybe not the level I'd like for a $10 sandwich that doesn't have a side or a drink with it. Uh, Now, the actual pastrami itself was pretty great. It still had some pink inside, had had moisture to it, uh, and a strong peppery flavor, maybe a little smoky even. 
The bread and the meat complemented each other really well. I was happy with the sandwich, not blown away or anything. I did keep wishing the cheese was meltier and that there were grilled onions on there, too. Ooh, um, yeah. I, I realize grilled onions maybe aren't a New York deli thing, but I've talked about this before. Johnny's pastrami in L.A. kind of ruined all of the pastrami for me. If it isn't fresh off a griddle and mixed with cheese and onion, I'm not going to be satisfied. Um, I should probably stop ordering pastrami <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, claiming in Missouri it. And yeah, yeah. Because it's never, ever going to meet my expectations. So good. It was really good. I, okay, I liked yeah. it. For us who are not uh, well-versed in the pastrami-verse, um, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe we'd be fine. With yeah. it. <laughs> no, try it. If you like pastrami. <laughs> I'm going to talk to a my dad. Hey, dad, you, sh- you should try this pastrami. There you go. Christmas 2021, <laughs> Spider-Man enter the pastrami-verse. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Perino special, J Perinos. I don't even remember what it's called. I just see Perino and I order it. <laughs> the reason I always get that one is it is the closest to, there's a place called Adriana's on the Hill. And my family has gone there literally every single week since I was a kid. We know Adriana. Like it's the, the whole thing. And in fact, my mom, when she came down to visit me the other day, she had gone to Adriana's the day before. I took her to Jay Perino's the next day. My sister sends me a Snapchat. She and my mom are at Adriana's again. Ah. I was like, okay, so <laughs> this is our thing. So they're at Adriana's. She's got a sandwich. It's called Ben's Special. And it's basically Perino's Special, but called something else. So then I saw this and I was like, I need it. I didn't even write down what meats are on it, honestly. Just a bunch of cured meat. <laughs> but <laughs> what makes it really good is there is it's served on garlic cheese bread, which you don't get a lot. And then on top of it, that like nice acidic weirdly kind of crunchy slippery oily salad uh-huh. that is so addicting they put that on there too it's basically all your sides smushed into a sandwich and it's on really crispy crunchy bread i think it was like capicola yes. pepperoni and mortadella yes. i think was That's the last on one it, i think yeah i definitely examined mm-hmm. that for a while because that cheese bread is heavenly yes yes it's that's my favorite sandwich and it's it comes hot but then the salad's cold so you get the little you know the oh. like different temperatures you get the different textures it's chewy it, they cut it in mm. half for you as if you're going to save the other half my mom and i as we were sitting there she's like oh like let me get a box for your other half and i was already <laughs> three bites deep into my second half and i was like yeah sure <laughs> and i finished it off so yeah it's my favorite thing on the menu i will say um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I don't really care how you feel fantastic. about it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it, as you shouldn't. <laughs> it looked awesome, and I considered ordering it simply because of that garlic cheese bread. Mm, mm-hmm. There's another sandwich, one more sandwich on the menu that is served on the garlic cheese bread, and that is the one I got, the Burns. Now, the menu says that this is what made Jay Perino famous. Huh. Is that? Wow. I, uh, so... You know, it's a real standout item on there. <laughs> it's a pretty simple sandwich. Steak. Cheesy garlic bread. That is everything. <laughs> there is no sauce on it. <laughs> there is no vegetable on it. It is just a steak, not sliced or no, anything. No, a full I piece of steak on cheesy garlic bread. But it's marinated, right? I believe so. It had a lot of flavor yeah. to it. yeah, yeah. Now, Claire, you've had this before. Multiple times, I'm ashamed to say, but (laughs) I also had it this past week. Yes. Well, I'm curious. The Mm -hmm. menu doesn't mention which temperature it is cooked to. Mm -mm. Um, They didn't ask what temperature I would like it cooked to. What temperature is it normally served to you at between like a rare, medium rare? I'd say mine comes out 
kind of medium rare okay. or like medium-ish. It's a, it's a pretty thin steak, but it's sure. thick enough that if you bite in, you can see in the middle and it's quite pink in the middle. I really sure. like my steaks like very rare. So I was fine with it. But my mom is like, she will microwave a steak as I cry right. in the corner and it kills me. <laughs> so she, you know, she's a little like, that's kind of pink, Claire. And I was like, well, I'm eating it anyway. But yeah, mine have always come out pretty pink. But if you do end up saving half your sandwich, when you reheat it the next day, it's still, it's sure. not like too tough. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I kind of like that. Well, this, I mean, this was a beautiful cut of steak. Had beautiful diamond grill marks mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. My first bite was like butter. My my teeth just like went straight through the steak and the garlic bread and it all melted. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I just kind of assumed it was medium rare. Mm-hmm. I got a little further in, showed my very smart, maybe genius level girlfriend <laughs> the sandwich. She's mm-hmm. a big fan of very rare steak and she told and me rare men. <laughs> that it, yes, yeah, very rare. <laughs> She told me that the steak was, in fact, rare, maybe even undercooked. Oh, no. Um, it was very red. Uh, oh. Apparently, on a medium rare, the juices are supposed to run clear. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. There there was blood like oh, in no. the garlic bread. It had kind of seeped in there where I would take a bite. And then at a certain point, the meat was just like a little chewy. That first bite was perfect, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> There, it wasn't like buttery throughout. It, uh-huh. it almost seemed like it was undercooked because the texture was not yet at a cooked spot, kind of rubbery. I, I actually had to stop. I, like I said, that first bite was incredible, and I ate the garlic bread mm-hmm. around the rest of the steak. Truly, just a lovely sandwich. But I, I think this trip, I got a little undercooked steak, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, kind of a bummer, but yeah. you know, if you like your steak nice and red, go there. Andy, you remarked, um, it smells like they're burning your steak back there. And I told <laughs> sure. another friend yeah. about my experience and they were like, I told them about the grill marks and everything. And they said the grill was probably too uh-huh. hot. So I, maybe that's what happened. Like it definitely appeared cooked on the outside, but it was not like a little brownish gray turning into yeah. pink. It was just red from top to yeah. bottom. So well, usually with steak, isn't it? They bring it to temp in the oven and then sear it. Is that the pretty, that's a pretty standard. Jeez, I don't know. Right? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like a rest, like not that this isn't a restaurant, but like a sit down uh-huh. steak restaurant. I'd expect that, but like at a sandwich shop. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Know. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, you know, whatever. It was tasty enough to where I would yeah. probably order it again, <laughs> but this experience was not great. That it's a wonder that this hasn't happened before on the show. I don't think we've ever encountered something like this, but you know, it happens sometimes sure. with food. I got that Italian hot wet beef. Wet hot <laughs> beef. My wet hot it's beef. Call, call on your name. Summer. <laughs> oh, God. I'm always a little uh like I, I get it. I get the humor of it. But the wet beef thing <laughs> on the social media, it's on the it's on the sign. In fact, when I was there with my mom, she's like, wet beef. And she's <laughs> staring at the billboard. And I was like, mom, we're just going to go inside. We're just not going to talk about it. Yeah, we're not going to get that. It's just a, it's a little it's a little much. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I was speaking last night with my good friend, Jacob Percival Heron, and uh, he often mentioned on the show. And Big he, himself. Yeah. Um, 
See, I didn't know about the sign. I told mm-hmm. me we were covering the place. Like, oh, the place with the hot beef sign. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, and then I looked into it. I was like, oh, I didn't realize this is a thing. It's it a always thing. changes oh, yeah. all puns, I got to say. Kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of into it. I appreciate Sorry, that Jake. it's better. Th- it's more than just like, you know, happy hour today. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it, there's some personality, but like. Why did the wet beef have to be the personality? <laughs> you could be like, we have T-Rabs. I'd be so happy about that. It's like a secular version of a church sign. <laughs> like a bad church sign. Slow roasted Italian spiced beef served on Craig's Italian bread. This is in all caps. It says, wet or dry! <laughs> with hot jardinera. I ordered mine with extra jardinera. I said, make it really spicy. This was a takeout mm-hmm. order. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through like Dan does and explain how takeout <laughs> sure. works. But it came with no jardinera at all. I can explain oh, real no. quick if you want. No jardinera <laughs> on the sandwich, or so I thought, because when I'd finished, after I was cleaning up, I found a couple of containers of jardinera oh. on the bottom there of the bag. I messed up. Turned out it didn't matter at all because the sandwich was awesome. Uh, there are there are aspects of it I don't even understand. Here's what I mean: the bread roll was soaked through with au jus, yet it didn't drip it at all. Wow! It, it had the soggy bun texture and flavor without the mess. My fingers weren't sticky. The beef inside was sliced ultra thin, but layered like a full inch high in the middle, maybe even more than an inch. And it was lean beef, like no noticeable pockets of fat or chewy bits, all soft and tender. The meat to bread ratio was close to one to one. The texture is mushy. That's the whole idea. The flavor profile reminded me of like an Arby's French dip, but subtler and more complex and not like a salt bomb. I was uh, about like to mention Arby's. Arby's. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think this one is cheaper than the other sandwiches, too. It was like six ninety nine or oh, something. Really? I don't want to say it. I don't want to be inaccurate or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, my bill was substantially lower than sure. I expected. Yeah. I will say the the container situation seems to be our downfall mm-hmm. with the takeout. I appreciate that they're not like sogging things up because they're like, I don't oh, know yeah. how long you have to drive to, before you eat this. I appreciate that. Maybe just like assume I'm an idiot and tell me, <laughs> you know, so that then I'm not dipping my breadsticks in horseradish or that you're not like, where is my topping? <laughs> just a suggestion. So that trip, I ordered a lot of food. I intentionally ordered two entrees because mm-hmm. I wanted to try two different things and was running out of time. I had other meals planned for the weekend before recording, and I accidentally ordered three. <laughs> 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 I ordered these spinach artichoke raviolis, a spinach pasta stuffed with cheese and artichoke filling, served with marinara sauce, topped with Parmigiano cheese. <laughs> <laughs> this dish looked great. It's these deep green raviolis smothered with thick, dark red marinara. But boy, did this flavor combination not work for me. The marinara tasted so bitter. Ooh. I kept processing the flavor as toothpaste. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it tasted like toothpaste. It was bizarre. However, after a couple bites, I just scraped off the red sauce and ate the ravioli by itself, and they were excellent. Uh, it was They were so good that a sauce wasn't really necessary. Uh, this would be great with an Alfredo, I think, or you know, some kind of white sauce. It seems more like it. Yeah, yes. it, <laughs> it was really bizarre. I, it, I suspect that that bitter taste probably came from the combination rather than the actual marinara, because I think I had marinara on something else later, and it was really good. That green outer pasta layer was soft and rich, and the, the filling was almost creamy, but it still had a little graininess to it. it looked like the artichoke and spinach had been cooked down and then maybe blended in a food processor together, like ground into a single substance and stuffed inside the shells. That's probably not how they make it, but that's just what the filling looked like, at least. I loved the spinach raviolis. Hated the way the marinara tasted with them. Still, would order again, 
Sans sauce. Sure. Sans sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so in the past, I have had the pasta. It's not my favorite. It's come out kind of gummy. Um, the sauces have been underwhelming. And, you know, if I'm going to be eating out, if I'm going to get a lot of calories, I'm going to spend my money. I'm only going to do it on what I know I'm going to like. So I, I just skip the pastas. That might be picky of me, but... I've been burned. So. You know? <laughs> Andy and I had kind of co-decided to both get at least one sandwich and at least one mm-hmm. pasta. I got my sandwich the first visit. And then my second visit, I racked my brain as to which pasta I wanted. But I got to say, the sandwiches just sound so much better. Yeah. The, it, like reading the sandwich menu, there's like five of them that I want. And the pastas, there's maybe one or two. Although whenever I arrived there, they did have a daily special board on the wall that said right at the top, white chicken lasagna with salad, eight fifty. Pretty good price on it. I didn't even know it was going to come with two breadsticks as well. Mm-hmm. Man, this was a pretty hefty slice of lasagna, about the size of your phone, but okay. nice and tall, unless you got one of those real fat phones. <laughs> <laughs> Got like an American Psycho <laughs> phone. <laughs> this was all one color, and that was white. There was no oh. marinara in here. The chicken, you could barely even see through the layers of cheese. So cheesy. Just cheese packed in the layers, smothered in baked provel. Easily one of the cheesiest dishes I have ever had in my life. Perfect for dipping the breadsticks. I'm really glad I had two of them. Man, this was good. The chicken was a real nice dark meat, really heavily seasoned. It stood out among like the crazy richness of like ricotta. I think it said it was a three cheese blend plus the Provel on top. So just so much complexity with the cheeses. Truly... <laughs> some of the worst I've ever felt after eating a dish. <laughs> like, not, not like in my body or stomach or anything, but just what I had just consumed. Uh-huh. A brick of cheese and pasta just <laughs> condensed down. <laughs> Man, it was good, though. I really enjoyed it. Was the chicken shredded? I this We might have gone on the same day because this was also on the yeah. daily sure. special board when I was there. And I had the same thought process, except I, I went sandwich because I was like, I can't eat that much cheese today. Oh, yeah. But yeah, what, what was going on with the chicken? The chicken was basically minced and kind of incorporated into the layers with the ricotta. Yeah. So it was almost like a it just made itself into a paste almost like there were pieces of chicken that you could see in there, but not like long shreds or anything. Just fair, a mince, I would say. You know, we're about 50 minutes into <laughs> what we were already planning on being our longest episode ever. That's right, folks. We're going long in that's September. That's right. <laughs> for real. This is, this is what's happening. I figure it's about time for me to tell a, tell a long story, huh? <laughs> long September, and it's easy to believe. Yeah. So I was planning out my order, you know, had a little break from the kids at school, looked up the menu, was planning out what I was going to eat after school. And on their Facebook page, they had this picture. Okay. Oh, can, can you describe yes. what you see? Yeah. Uh, it looks as if it's an artichoke with the top half cut off. It's an eggplant. And then, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. you lie. It's an eggplant. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it's an artichoke. We're looking at artichokes oh, right kidding. now. I'm dumb. That's an artichoke <laughs> right, that's fine. been jam-packed okay, now and here's simmered the thing. maybe in some this wine. This isn't this. Okay. Well, that's part of the problem <laughs> okay. here. Okay. Um, 
Underneath the picture that I saw, it said, try our stuffed eggplant. Oh, okay. okay? And that's why I was like, <laughs> oh, whatever that is, looks really good. I was like, I've never seen an egg. I know what an eggplant looks sure. like. So I just hadn't seen one that looked like that before. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. That sounds like a that thing like you a just like munch on. like cutting yeah. going on there. Yeah. And I went and I said, oh, I'm going to get these two entrees. I'm going to get that stuffed eggplant because that looks so good. I just assumed it was like a thing you get as a side item sure. or something to share with people. And I just share with myself. <laughs> uh, I sat right here at my desk and <laughs> ate it. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I got home and I opened up my enormous sack of food and I didn't see that item, perhaps because that item was in fact an artichoke. And <laughs> so I, I looked at, I did have three entrees, my sandwich and my two pastas or my sandwich and a pasta and then a third entree that I didn't recognize and i was like i think there must be some sort of miscommunication so i called and i was very like you know i wasn't mad I'm, yeah, i was yeah. pretty certain at that point that i had in fact messed up i just wanted to like make sure it's like oh i uh you had this picture on the facebook and i wanted to order that because i said that whenever i called in mm -hmm. and um the woman that answered the phone said oh let me get jay and she put jay on the phone and he <laughs> he wasn't terse or anything, but he very directly explained to me that what I got was, in fact, what I had ordered, <laughs> these stuffed eggplants. <laughs> and that he, he no, I swear to you, he, he never said the word artichoke in explanation, even whenever he brought up the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm so glad I got this stuffed eggplant. Oh, oh okay. Um, I was a big fan of the eggplant dish at Diarpino's before they closed. So I've kind of been looking for a replacement. I realize there's the other place in Nick's. I just haven't been down there. So this was a, not even a special from that day. It was a special from a previous day. And they said, oh, we'll make it for you anyway. So I got it fresh. This was a breaded fried eggplant. I think it would have been fried. It had been stuffed with cannelloni <gasps> that Shut had been up. stuffed with ricotta cheese. Oh, my God. And then over the top had been smothered with red sauce in the three cheese blend and then baked. Yeah, you're here. <laughs> I'm just, like, I recognize the reaction I'm seeing. Moving away Claire from the microphone, angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to sleep it on the pot. Okay, this is like oh probably you two discussing these items I didn't have. This is like the most lustful for food that I felt <laughs> on this podcast. Like, oh, I want it now. I gotta start eating more before we do this. Okay, so the cheese on top is really gooey, you know, because it's been through the oven. The eggplant breading underneath, it still has a little bit of crunch to it. Not a lot, but mm -hmm. just a noticeable bit of crunch. The eggplant itself is soft and pretty neutral tasting because eggplant doesn't have a ton of flavor. It's mostly texture. But inside, the ricotta cannelloni, so much ricotta, and it didn't get hot like the upper layer of cheese. Ooh. I think because it's, you know, okay. yeah. underneath. It stayed more like room temp, maybe even cool. It was like a mild sweetness of the ricotta and its creamy texture dominated the flavor of the dish. The red sauce on this one was not bitter, but it was tomatoey and a little sweet. And that melted cheese blend was fatty and gooey and wonderful. All the flavors and textures <laughs> mixed together, and it was so rich. This tasted less like Italian food to me and more like, like Southern American comfort food, like a bunch of layers of different extremely rich items tasting them all at once i basically wanted to go into a coma afterwards <laughs> i was like i just want to cease to exist for a few days yeah. you have to go back to work after this and like no okay thank this God. is after school good good it kind of yeah. sounds like the white chicken lasagna like the experience i had just yeah. so so densely comforting mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, one last category. Anybody get desserts? I did, yes, actually. Sir. I also realized I forgot to mention I had soup, the minestrone that's always on the menu. Sure. It was very good. And my mom was like, way better than Campbell's. And I was like, 
<laughs> Honestly, it kind of tasted like Campbell's, not in a bad way, but like, you know, Campbell's is like what you have when you're sick. Sure. Uh-huh. It's like, it was warm. It was filling. Anyway, they at one point had a lemon artichoke soup in the summer. Was this a lemon eggplant soup? <laughs> <laughs> sort of bait and switch yes, scenario? It was just a big old eggplant in it. Um, <laughs> And I don't know, it was a special one day. It, it was like the stars aligned and I had it and it was the best thing. It was so light and lemony. So like, don't sleep on the soups, Ugh. but also, the dessert. don't okay. sleep in soup. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Solid advice. Yeah, no. get burned. <laughs> All right, dessert. Yes, dessert. So I've had the cannoli before. As I said, though, my mom had just brought me some uh-huh. straight from the hill. I ate one immediately before coming <laughs> over here. And I was like, I can't do two in one hour. We're standing up there and I'm looking at that dessert case and there's what looks like a big old brownie, like thick, like, like I'm holding up, I don't know, two inches Uh is about what I'm thinking. I'd call that a big old brownie. I'd say that's a big old brownie. (laughs) And it's like a a square the size of my face. I've got a big head for those who can't see me. (laughs) Big head, small face though. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a I wouldn't say anything. It's like a character on Doug. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you looked like a cartoon. This is not true. I feel every, you know, thank you for putting into words. When I look in the mirror and I was like, what's going on here? What cartoon am I? So I'm thinking it's a brownie. We're sitting, we eat our food. I'm staring at the Brad, Brad Shaw sign down the street thinking physician, lawyer, surgeon. I'm like, what do I need right now to save me from this? And I was like, I need some chocolate. I go up to order the brownie. Turns out it's cake, which yes. is even better. I know I've said this a couple of times before. This place is like home to me. But then I get this cake and it's even more like home because it's exactly the recipe my grandma used to Whoa. make. It is what we call Texas sheet cake. So it's like sure. a moist yeah. chocolate cake. So rather than like the icing you make on the stove, mm-hmm. so it's liquid and you have to like dump it out before oh, you burn yourself. I they made it on a bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sheets. <laughs> Who knew? They do a nice, pretty, like, kind of lattice structure with the icing, Mm -hmm. too. It's really Mm -hmm. decoratively drizzled on there. Uh, And it's so good. And I eat, like, the entire thing. You'd expect something that tall to be very dry. I make a lot of cake, so I eat a lot of cake. Mm. And, I, you know, I was anticipating, like, some dry crumminess, some, like, Mary Berry critiques going on. No, it was nice and moist. The icing was perfect. You know, you can tell they sifted their powdered sugar, which is, like, key. My mom, sorry, mom, I know you're listening. <laughs> you don't do that, and it, you really need to start <laughs> doing that. She's uh, called get, out her own mother. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Claire is hardcore. Go drop the theme. <laughs> they call her hard Claire. <laughs> My nickname in grade school. Um, (laughs) And this cake was so good. And my first thought was they bought it, right? Like, you know, it's a small little kitchen back there. But no, I went up to get more napkins. And I see Jay back there with a massive sheet pan. You went to get more cake. (laughs) Come on. Am I kidding? (laughs) But he has a massive sheet pan and he's cutting the cake out, icing it fresh. And I'm just like, this is where I belong. So, yeah, I felt really good about the dessert. I have had the cannoli before and it's fantastic. My mom likes their tiramisu. As I said, I'm not like a coffee person. It's fine, but, you know, it's not my favorite flavor. But as a dessert, well done, well composed. I'm A plus on desserts, in my opinion. So when I went up there, they also had the chocolate cake. Um, I was up there with a buddy of mine, Nathan, and he also a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know Nathan. No, no, you do, and he's not. (laughs) Um, He also referred to it as a chocolate, as a brownie, and was corrected. Deceptive look, you know. It looks like a brownie. But there was another item (gasps) up there, right next to the chocolate cake. Uh oh. A different 
take on the cake, if you will. Different cake take. Uh, yes, <laughs> a, an alt cake take. <laughs> this was the chocolate cake with cannoli filling. Shut Whoa. up! It was a piece of their chocolate cake with about a biscuit-sized ring cut out of the top of it. The hole in the cake, the, the cake hole, if you will, <laughs> was then filled with the delicious mascarpone cannoli filling. Mm-hmm. And then the piece that they had cut out, that biscuit-sized piece, was placed decoratively on top. So don't you don't lose out. out on any Dan, cake. why didn't you bring one this morning? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. The cake was delicious. Um, I do think it was a little drier than what you're describing, which makes me think that either they made too much cake the day before (laughs) or they made too much cannoli filling. Yes. I think this may have been like a second day slice of cake Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the cannoli filling. That being said, it was incredible. I, I even, I had a bite whenever I first got it. Like I said, it was a little dry, not crazy. And then we kept it in the fridge for a while, still really held up after maybe five hours. I had to save the slice of cake for my girlfriend. It was so good. We'll get into the cannolis, I'm yeah. assuming, right now. But, <laughs> man, I, th- I think I preferred the cannake over the... <laughs> I, I preferred <laughs> the cannake over the cannolis. <laughs> I tried the cannoli. Look, I bet this cannoli was great when it was fresh, but it was not fresh. The shell was soft and a little stale. It was mushy, no crunch at all. Flavor was good. A heavy cream with only a mild sweetness, which I I'd enjoyed the cream a lot. Sure. The filling mm-hmm, was really mm-hmm. good. I'm betting the cannolis at Queen City Deli are very tasty when they're new. <laughs> <laughs> but the one I had, or rather the two bites of the one that I had was just okay. They were half price, and I'm guessing mm. I, I know why. That was, that right. was why. Yeah. I had the exact same experience. Mm. Not ha- Well, no, I think they were actually half price on the menu mm-hmm. board that day. Buck 75. Also soft. Um, I, I really look for that crunch in the yeah. cannoli. Oh, yeah. The cream also has little mini chocolate chips in there, oh, which yeah, you best right. believe they were also in that cake. Yeah. If they got the cake Ooh. and they're selling half price cannolis, go straight cake, fellas. <laughs> straight cake. <laughs> fellas? <laughs> you yeah. know, most of our audience is like moms, right? <laughs> he calls moms fellas. All right. You know? cool. Ladies is fellas too, <laughs> as Jay Z said. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, let's, I think it's time for us to rate. Jay Perino's Queen City Deli out of five sunshine pasta hotspots. Wow. <laughs> How many would you rate Queen City Deli, Claire? Uh, I really thought about this all week. I was tempted to dock points uh, for the parking lot situation because <laughs> I'm so stressed coming in and yeah. out of there. But then I found out you can just turn on fairway and I was like, oh, why, why <laughs> yeah. am I worried about <laughs> really this? really have to leave the neighborhood. Yeah, really. Honestly, just because... When it's good, it's really good. And when I want to be reminded of home, I was thinking of 4.63. Wow. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that an area code in St. Louis? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is... But it's, just, it's very specific. But yeah. I was just like in my head calculating. And yeah, it's really the pastas. The, the bland pastas. But now that you guys have described these, I feel like I need to go back. They're closed on Sunday, so I have to wait. Oh, but. I, I still think the sandwiches are oh, gonna, probably so going to beat every pasta on the menu. I, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're so the sandwiches are just so delicious. I'm going to go ahead and say that the stuffed eggplant that I had was oh, the yeah. best thing that I had. Wow. It was mm-hmm. phenomenal. I had a lot of stuff I really liked. I had some stuff that what just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been carrying this four around. Oh shoot! I just <laughs> see me fall. Oh my I God. just accidentally dropped this four on him. Oh, wow, Dan. <laughs> wow. 
Oh my goodness, Andy, with you dropping a four on him, I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to do now. No, I I really enjoyed most all of the food I got here. I would never get the Italian potato salad or Italian potatoes, whichever the one with the green beans is. Those were just a bit bland. Whichever one the fried ones were, however, were delicious. I would maybe go a 4.5, but I did. I ate some raw steak here. <laughs> so it was <laughs> frankly a raw steak. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go a 3.78 to get mm-hmm. into those hundredths mm-hmm. like our guest. I'm amending my, sc- my score. 4.17. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Surprised we've never dropped a 4.717 on him before. We have now. Uh, Speaking of which, it's time for our guest interview segment, Last Meal. Oh, Bunny we forgot to mention this up top, but Claire, you write the Table Talk newsletter. Yes, I do. You've talked about how you've been a fan for a while, but I can't take credit for that because I've only started writing it in the past like several months. Sure. So oh, okay. um, it, my good friend Lillian Stone used to write it, and I just stole it from her when she moved to Chicago. So I've really I... noticed it's gotten good in the last few <laughs> oh, months. Oh, so. okay. I'm not I'm sure just kidding. Say it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't read That's anything. <laughs> God level pander. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been subscribed for a very long time. How long has it been around? Honestly, I don't know. It predates me. Um, okay. I've been at the magazine four years. So oh wow. So I know it's I know it's been several years that I had mm-hmm. been subscribed. And there was it was about I think it was about a year ago, it was right before we started the show where I just made a list of places that had opened throughout the summer that I'd read about in the Table Talk newsletter. It's the best place to find out that information. Or I should say it was before I became an I like I had spent so many hours researching restaurants. Like yes. now I just kinda Well now you know. Yeah. yeah. But now we're the best place yeah. for that. <laughs> let's say that hypo- no. Let's say now hypothetically that you're not a person who spends hours every week doing restaurant research for your job that doesn't pay anything. Um R and R and R. That's me. Uh let's say you're not like that. Table talk newsletter is your number one place, I think, to get new information or get, you know, news about restaurants. So here's the thing, Claire. Mayor Ken McClure <laughs> doesn't believe in tables. Oh. He believes in eating with your fingers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've been publishing the Table Talk newsletter, pushing your table agenda <laughs> on the people of Springfield. Breath. And he sentenced you to death. <laughs> I had no clue that mayoral power extended this far mm-hmm. until our podcast. Yeah, yeah he's just sounding very dystopian here. Yeah. 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 So, Claire, you get one last meal before they... Hmm, I don't know. What are they going to do to her? Table me to death? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you think that means, you get tabled to death. (laughs) So before you get tabled to death, you get a four-course meal, only local Springfield restaurants, drink, appetizer, entree, dessert. I really struggled with this uh, because I've had so many good things. My first thought for my drink, I didn't know if this would count, Gin Gardens at Missouri Spirits. They don't make it anymore. Oh, um, sure. But it was oh, tomato yeah. water. Counts. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. We love so stuff good. like that. <laughs> <laughs> it tasted like a tomato plant smells, and I, oh. that's like all I wanted to drink. But then I was like, if not, my backup was the complimentary at Scotch and Soda. It's so smoky. It's so good. Okay. I'm not really an apps girl. Real Well, I mean, I am. I'll eat anything. But <laughs> I really racked my brain and I kept coming back to the blue cheese chips at the grotto. Ooh. Those things are so good. I think that also that was the first meal I ever ate in Springfield. My coworkers took me out to lunch at the grotto and I... What, please describe. What are okay. these blue cheese chips? So you get a pile of salty, crunchy potato chips 
and then they're covered in blue cheese and then also blue cheese dressing that they like make in-house and so it's like hot and creamy and funky and salty are, are they open sundays <laughs> i think so i'm personally disgusted by, <laughs> by all of that but uh i'm very I interested love blue cheese. <laughs> it's so good and like the cheese gets kind of gooey but not so gooey that it's like nacho situation mm. although nachos are my second favorite food so Goo cheese <laughs> my entree also really struggled with this um so many great things you know i i also thought if i'm gonna die it's gonna be i have to eat like the worst thing mm, for sure. me so at first i was thinking the full ride uh, you know classic but then i just i love the fried chicken sandwich at best of luck oh, so yeah. much yeah. there's so much kimchi on that there's like kimchi mayo so it's like spicy but it has to come with the French fries that are served like steak and shake size, mm. you know, Love those fries, Ugh, so Big good. Fan. And then also with the vinegar aioli, just like dunk everything in it. So that would be my entree. And then, um, you know, Dan, while you were late, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Andy and I were talking about desserts. I bake a lot, but I'm not, I don't really go for sweets all that much, but I do love the Earl Grey pie at Prairie Pie. That thing is so good. But then, so like this was weeks ago when I was planning this. <laughs> then last week, I went to dinner at Progress and I had the best dessert I've ever had. It was the compressed watermelon salad. They like take watermelon. I think they like vacuum seal. I don't know what they do to it. And then there's like a pistachio dust on top. There's a cilantro syrup or cilantro gel. There's a lime whipped cream. There's like a mint leaf. Oh my god, that's the last thing I want in my mouth before I die. So. I just went cross-eyed. <laughs> so good. Uh, unrelated, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not really sweet, but it's um, my last course. So, um, you get a reprieve. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're fine. I, He's I, I very need selective. I need the. Yeah. Uh, I appealed to him. I said, I gotta know about these new restaurants, Ken. <laughs> he listens to me. Yeah. I don't know why, but he does. All right. So thank you for your last meal segment, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great picks. Glad to have you still with us. <laughs> Glad Congratulations. Thanks. So I guess it's about time we should invite our guest in. We have an entrepreneur that wanted to stop in today. All right. Uh, why don't you come on in, fella? Oh, I, hi, hi. I, I made it. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, so, sorry I'm late. Was I late? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, most of our guests usually are. Just make yourself comfortable. Come on in. It's a little chilly in here. You mind if I? You mind if I keep my trench coat on? It's a. Uh, it's a good look. It's literally Thank seventy-four you. degrees, but I, I agree with Claire. It is a good look. Uh, How about my bowler hat and my my flannel scarf? Can I keep those on too? As I said, uh, to just make yourself oh, comfortable. It's, it's so bright in here. Can I can I keep my my aviator shades on? Yeah, I'm gonna keep those on. I we feel like not we're gonna get to... flashed. Is really what I'm worried about. <laughs> I would never. I don't know you. I that's true. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I promise. No, it's it's really fine. Wear whatever you want. Uh, I actually wear lime green long underwear to every record. So you know, I'm cool with anything. I've, they really I've go well been, with your Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> been meaning to talk to you about that, Dan. Uh, you got to wash those, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just lucky recording long underwear. Uh, just yeah, wear whatever. You're definitely dressed like a detective. Are you? Are you a detective? I am decidedly not a detective. Uh, though I suppose one could say that I deduced what food the Ozarks was missing. That's why I'm here. Tell people about my food truck. But wait, really quick. Could, could you all sign these contracts? Uh, uh, what, I, are we, 
what do we sign in here? Contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I heard that this podcast was a quite serious affair. It's it's very important to me that I serve Springfield. Where did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> the description on iTunes, dummy. <laughs> heard, uh, it's very important to me that I serve Springfield the finest food possible, and I'd like you to sign these contracts saying you'll share your opinions about my food with the utmost honesty. Can you do that for me? I, I don't mind signing it, but that doesn't sound like enforceable. How are you going to like know if we're lying? Oh, I'll know. <laughs> I always know. <laughs> well, I will sign literally anything. So. Yeah, that's, that's a, why you gave me your kidney earlier. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that's another thing I mean to talk to you about, Dan. Uh, I'll sign it, whatever. Are you going to sign it, Claire? You know, I've got nothing to lose, so sure. <laughs> here we go. Great! With that out of the way, may I introduce you all to Bernie's Fire Truck Food Truck. Serving up the hottest eats in the Ozarks. The only thing cool here is the chef, me, Bernie <laughs> Toppin. Oh my, you're the Bernie Talpin? The the dude who wrote all the lyrics for those Elton John songs? Johnny who? No, I'm Bernie <laughs> Toppin, owner-operator of Bernie's Fire Truck Food Truck. You don't know who I am. I'm, I'm definitely not someone you already know. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, weird thing to say. <laughs> hey, quick question. I'm just peeking out the window here of the tower and your truck. It uh, looks more like an ambulance painted red, not a fire truck. <laughs> that wasn't a question, uh, but indeed, <laughs> obviously, I couldn't use an actual fire truck for my food truck. I feel like uh, you'd have a lot of space in it, though. It's probably a better idea than the ambulance. Yeah, what's so obvious about it? There's no open space in a fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> no room for an aquarium. Oh, okay. I see, I see. <laughs> All right, then, uh, well... Are you going to tell us what kind of food you serve in your fire truck? No, Dan. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to oh. let you taste it. Oh. oh, awesome. Is there a lot Free of char food. on it is really what I'm expecting. Oh. Like very mm. burnt. This morning, I prepared for you one of my trademark simultaneous multi-course feasts. Four delicious courses served all at once in a blaze of delectable flavor. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm into that. Your first course this morning will be a charred, charred salad with scorched, <laughs> reduced radish reduction. Notice as you slowly chew the hints of earthiness, like a memory of a lost time. It's quite acrid. <laughs> uh, it, wait, did you say this was a reduced radish reduction? Yes, Dan. You take the radish, you reduce it, and then you reduce the reduction. <laughs> it's pretty simple. It's got a really nice thickness to it that you get from double reducing your second course this fine day will be a deconstructed blackened shrimp po' boy on an oven darkened hoagie roll with powdered remoulade uh powdered remoulade (laughs) Um, how exactly do you powder remoulade i I think is the thing that do you do you have a lot of chefs come on your show and give away their secret recipes that's something you do here uh you know i'm curious uh yeah didn't think so all right for dessert You'll be served a molten brownie with a hearty scoop of 100% organic climate-responsive incandescent ice cream. Ooh, okay. What's interesting, as you said earlier, that nothing you serve is cold. So the ice cream is actually quite hot. It's uh, really, it's just melting all over the place. <laughs> well, let's just taste it. Tell me what you think. Shall we begin? All right, here you go. All three courses. Okay, so uh, this is... You've said it's food, but uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> three dishes exactly as described. <laughs> I have three plates of ash in front of me. Just Taste the food. Okay, okay. okay. You signed. 
so, nice uh, and dry, just how I like my yeah, meals. So this, is, this is all just dashes, right? That's your whole thing? <laughs> yep, that's my whole thing. <laughs> you know, fire truck. Oh, I almost forgot your cocktails. I'm a bit of a mixologist. Uh, let me whip up one of my trademark drinks, the kerosene dream. <laughs> is, it, is it just kerosene? No, of course not. It's one part kerosene, one part kero syrup. <laughs> uh, be careful. Has a little bit of a burn going down. <laughs> Uh, no, you should really serve it. I'm just giving you presentation tips here as someone who eats a lot. Uh, yeah, love, real, um, young, uh, love unsolicited tips. <laughs> yes, who doesn't? Um, serving it to me in a fire hose, just like full <laughs> throttle, really would bring it home for would me. Would you like a job in marketing? Fire? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> looking for, I'm looking for a marketer. <laughs> okay, well, um, this has been horrible. Uh, <laughs> Bernie, do you want to let our listeners know where they can find Bernie's fire truck food truck? Of course I do. Just just stop on by the parking lot of the original Bass Pro Shops on South Campbell. Oh wow! How did you how did you get into Bass Pro Shops? I thought Johnny Morris was pretty stingy about letting food trucks on his property. Johnny Morris is not stingy. He's the shrewdest <laughs> of businessmen and an American hero. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. It wasn't it wasn't personal. Do you know Johnny Morris or something? Fine, you caught me. Let me take off my hat and scarf, aviator shades and trench coat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Johnny Morris. <laughs> the man himself. Okay, so uh, what, what our listeners aren't seeing here is uh, you, you're a dolphin. <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell for your hat, scarf, trench coat, and oversized aviator shades, but you're definitely an English-speaking dolphin. That's right. It's me, Johnny Morris. I'm the world's first freshwater dolphin. Okay, uh, what, what has happened? How are you... Why? Twist my fin, why don't you? Well, first, <laughs> allow me to answer the what. I'm Johnny Morris. I'm a dolphin now. Okay. Uh, how? <laughs> Easy. Blood transfusion. <laughs> why? I mean, besides the obvious reasons, I figured someone had to do it. Why not me, Johnny Morris? Okay. Uh, what, what reason could you, Johnny Morris, possibly have to turn yourself into a dolphin? Wait, wait, is... Is it your love of water and its wildlife? Water? No, no, I hate the stuff. Icky. <laughs> Why then? Well, you know, dolphins have eternal life. I'm going to live forever, baby. I think you watched the wrong Harry Potter movie. It's really the unicorns. The oh, yeah. That, Harry who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into drugs. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm kind of with Claire. I don't think that's true the eternal life thing uh-huh it's science <laughs> i mean just think have you ever seen a dolphin die i don't think so yeah i mean once in a movie jeff bridges and a bunch of kids harpooned one uh yeah i guess in, i've never seen it happen in real life fiction I, okay i can concede that dolphins live forever because i'm not a marine I mean, biologist yeah, we don't know but What's with the food truck? Why Why are you, Dolphin Johnny Morris, uh-huh. owner of Bass Pro Shops, yes. using the name Bernie Topfin? How do you do? Trying to feed people ashes. I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> By the way, dolphinology is still top secret, only known to researchers deep in the bowels of the Bass Pro R&D department. And, sure. and now you all, but mm-hmm. if, if you would, t- take a look at the contracts you signed earlier. There you go. Oh, this this says non-Dolph-sclosure agreement. Uh, <laughs> did I sign this? Yep. Says you can't tell anyone what you heard here today. You'll need to burn this recording. 
if you know what I mean. <laughs> Is that what we're eating? <laughs> it's just previous recording. Yeah, it's, it's hard drives from previous mm. podcasts. I thought I tasted a little something extra. It's on a hard drive. I can't really afford to burn another hard drive. And Did you say you're the first freshwater dolphin? It seems more like you might be the world's no-water dolphin. My thought is, how are you burning all the food if you have like wet little flippers? You know, yeah, I feel you, like does it with work? tremendous effort, Claire? <laughs> do you I think we're in water that. right now? <laughs> you don't have to burn the hard drive. Just delete the files, idiots. Oh yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that as soon as you leave. By the way, when will you be leaving? <laughs> right now. Until next time, food fails. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Oh, and hey, you should you should read the rest of those contracts. Uh. <laughs> I guess that was him leaving. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> look at the see first little line. like water trail through the uh, to the door too. Oh wait, look here at the first line on the contract. It says, "I, the signee, agree to immediately hunt and kill a great white shark." And taste its intestines. No! Tested intestines with Dan, my friend. Tested intestines could be a new trend. Tested intestines fried with onions. A part of the paper with the waste passes. Wait, it also says that we have to kill and eat an entire alligator? Oh, good. <laughs> Wow. We should definitely have more food truck owners <laughs> on. If you're starting a new restaurant, want to come on the show? You're welcome to. We want. We've never turned anyone down. Yeah, first. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for coming, Claire. Yes. And so we're very me. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, where can people read your most recent writing, and where would you point people to work you've edited that you're proud of? That kind of thing. Well, I would say, um, since your listeners are all presumably food people maybe they're just food truck people i don't know <laughs> a lot of gingerbread men yeah yeah people um, just come for the yelling <laughs> that's probably so fans of yelling should go to <laughs> www.yelling.com um for everyone else uh 417mag.com slash newsletters you can sign up for all sorts of topics there but definitely click the little check mark next to table talk um that comes out every tuesday i would say around lunchtime but i'm a procrastinator so uh, <laughs> i've definitely I out. i've definitely read that at lunch on tuesdays That's many many times so. yeah yeah thank you for your service claire thank you so much for having <laughs> me guys <laughs> all right we will see everyone next week not as long as i thought it would be we we haven't quite made it to an hour and a half yet should we keep vamping <laughs> no. in that yeah. case yeah. <laughs> maybe we should burn <laughs> bring bernie top <laughs> <laughs> i'm outside still <laughs> he's not <laughs> That was me imitating Barry Toppin right there. Hey, that, yeah, that got, was a good... My heart started beating really fast. I got scared. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. All that stuff people on every podcast <laughs> say to do. Tell a friend if you think they'd be interested. You know what? This time, I think that last segment was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they will like it. Uh, mark your calendars for Wednesday, September 25th, 7 p.m. A bookmark. Spring Food Mo's. First anniversary live podcast recording. You can come win some coffee, come hang out, buy books too if you want. Yeah, and might even asking, have a special guest there. Uh, 
huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, bring some non-perishable food items to use as the cover charge for the show. At least one. They're saying one, but let's do more. I think They're we can do better. One. Let's do more. So. All right. Uh, another big week coming up next week. Can't wait. Uh, but you have to. So. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. Cool. So I there's a line in there where I prefer to as a local villain. And then I cut it out. Um, so there's a part where it's, I very intentionally made it to where you can tell something else was there. So when that part comes, just know that I called them a local villain and then this morning got cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably seen the picture of when my friend and I went to White Castle right after watching Into the Spider-Verse so that we could say we went into the Slider-Verse. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Did they still have the chicken rings? I'm a big fan of White Castle chicken rings. I generally love White Castle, but I don't think I've had those. Mm. I, well, I, I mean, they're terrible, I've but had they're them good. Either, but I yeah. think they are. Still you can on wear the them menu. like Thanos rings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for our full-length White Castle <laughs> review, right here on Doughboys. <laughs> Wait, did I say I meant Spring Food Mo?